Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I missed you all. Welcome to the live stream. I'm saying that a lot of you are here catching a live for the first time. Thanks for being here. Happy to have you. Have you. Happy to have you. Um, on my screen, it looks like my video is like strobing a little bit. Let me know. Let me know if it's looking weird. Your first live. Good morning. Oh, lunch break, huh? Oh, man. All right. Tuesday morning. I feel like I left for four days. I come back and the world's on fucking fire, you guys. I apologize for the almost fear-mongering title of this live stream. But as I was putting it together, I was like, I don't even know what to title this. It's such a clusterfuck. So, uh, man, let's get into it. If you're new here, my name's Leija. I'm a real-life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. I'm not a journalist, and I'm not unbiased. I'm just your lawyer friend who likes to read the news and chat with you about it. Basically, I read the news so that you don't have to, but you still probably should. God. Okay? Super chats and super stickers are enabled if you're on YouTube. I'm streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook, so the options are different depending on where you are. But if you are watching on YouTube, super chat and super stickers are enabled. Anything you give to support this channel helps me continue to bring you shows like this, and it is greatly appreciated. Moira is... Uh, asleep behind me, so if you hear some snores, that's what's happening. Reminder of when we hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm going to be getting a little furbo, so when you donate a certain amount of money to the channel, a little treat will pop out for her, and there'll be a pup cam. So, that's the incentive. We got like 15k to go. Someone once told me to stop using my dog to get followers, and I will not. Let's move into the headlines. First of all, I just came, I was like scrolling right before going live, and I came upon this, um, so I wanted to just mention it briefly. Wow. Sorry. I I've never seen this uh, CNN business fear and greed index. Extreme fear is driving the U.S. market. See what I mean? Fuck. Okay. I don't know who this guy is, but the main point is Twitter CEO and Elon Musk deposition. So reminder, Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter. And then he was like, just kidding. There's too many bots, which sounded fake. And then there was this lawsuit that Twitter brought being like, Elon, you have to buy us now. You can't just back out like this. And the trial is set to begin in like two weeks. And so there's a lot of like pre-trial commotion happening. And um, depositions happen during the discovery phase, which frankly, I'm kind of surprised that they are still doing depositions at this point. But what do I know? Um, and both this Twitter CEO and Elon Musk were supposed to have depositions happening on either side of the country starting on Monday. Depositions for Elon would have been in like Delaware yeah, and then the deposition for uh, the Twitter CEO would have been, like, in Silicon Valley or something. Anyway, neither deposition happened, and depositions can get canceled for various reasons. Like, if something comes up with either of the parties, like, there are valid reasons to reschedule depositions. But apparently, they're, all, they're both being rescheduled. And the two sides appear to be at odds about the plans as to who's getting deposed when and why. And and there's just a lot of back and forth. And people are annoyed. There was an article about this on TMZ, too, that had a lot more back and forth. But I don't know. I don't want to cite TMZ as a source for you guys. Um, 
And there's a three-hour hearing scheduled for today where they'll present issues on several discovery matters that are currently outstanding. Um, basically, the point is this could mean that the trial might get delayed. I've been thinking about doing a little feature on this trial, maybe a video, maybe some live streams. I don't know. Is that something anyone would be interested in? It might be really boring. It might be really boring because it's like uh, business. Business stuff. Wouldn't it be bad for the company if the owner doesn't want it? Yeah. You, <laughs> great point. You must buy us. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they really want the outcome of him buying it or like paying a penalty. Um, so yeah, who knows? Elon is boring in general. <laughs> yeah. Wondering how Twitter can force him to buy. You know, that's a great question. I don't honestly know. I mean, business law, am I right? I don't know. I don't know. But that's why I kind of want to do a feature on it so that I could take the time to learn and tell you why Twitter could force Elon into buying it. In other news, the Oath Keepers trial starts today. Jury selection is beginning, I believe, this morning. If you want a background on that case, I just dropped a video all about it yesterday. So you can go watch that after this. Um, it, it the, the video talks about, you know, the background on the case, who the heck Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, is, the charges against them, specifically seditious conspiracy, all very interesting. You can go check it out after this if you want to learn more. But that trial starts today. Today. And now we're going to just jump into the clusterfuck of, like, politics and money here and abroad. All right. First step, new fiscal year starts Saturday, October 1st. It's October on Saturday. Can you believe I know this happens every single month. We say, wow, I can't believe it's already blank month. But I'm going to say it again. Where'd September go? Absolutely flew by. October 1st is Saturday, which is the end of the fiscal year. So you know what that means. Looming government shutdown. Uh, there's a new stopgap funding package meant to avert the government shutdown that's been introduced. But some lawmakers are annoyed because it includes this plan that makes it easier to get permits to build energy infrastructure across the country, which sounds boring. But climate scientists and environmental groups and Bernie Sanders are all against the inclusion of this plan because it basically like takes away some environmental protocols and protections for getting your hands on some infrastructure for energy. Okay, so they're kind of sneaking it in there. They're sneaking it into the stopgap bill just meant to like make sure that the government doesn't shut down. Why are they sneaking it in there? Well, do you remember the Inflation Reduction Act that just passed and the, the way that we passed it <clears throat> was by kowtowing to Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia because we need every Democrat we can get? Yeah, well, they made him a lot of promises to get that Inflation Reduction Act passed, including this plan. So they're trying to make good on their promise to, that they made to this guy. And this is just one of many examples of why I fucking hate politics. I hate it. I mean, I like talking about it, but I could never be it. You know, I could never do it. And it's slimy because it's not about like, let's look at this bill and see, like, is this bill good for 
my constituents. It's let's look at this bill. What other promises have I made to other people? How can I like bribe people into passing my bill because it makes me look good? Like it's so fucking slimy. And this is just an example of that. So we'll see. We'll see if it'll pass. Um, last I, I just read that Bernie Sanders is not going to vote for it, which means they need 11 Republicans to vote to get to the 60 needed to not do a filibuster. That's another video I'd like to do all about the filibuster because I don't really get it, if I'm being honest. Like, I get what it looks like in practice, but I don't get it. Get it. Why do we have it? What's the purpose of it? Why do people want to get rid of it? Is that a video anyone would be interested in seeing? Comment below. Oh, you want to see the nails? My fall nails? Ooh. Sorry, distracting. Um, I did these myself. Yep, I learned how to do gel X extensions because I there's the principle of paying someone $80 to do something I could figure out myself was upsetting to me. So I did them myself. If you look too closely, they don't look that great, but on camera serving okay gosh you guys focus um all right what do i have next for you guys oh yeah relatedly relatedly uh is this here nope relatedly i thought i had a picture of this uh the human turd matt gates yeah he went on steve bannon's war room God, I could have fucking sworn I had I had a, a, a something with his stupid face on it to show you guys. Oh yeah, there it is. Matt Gates went on uh, went on uh, where Steve Bannon's war room, which somehow is still a thing that exists. Um, saying that if the GOP takes back control of the House. Policy is going to just be put on the back burner. We don't care about policy. We're more interested in getting back at Democrats. We're going to start investigations. We're going to start the impeachment process. Fuck policy. It's revenge, baby. So for the love of God, please fucking vote in November. <laughs> like, what? What? Wet. Yeah, that's a great a great question. Allegedly, I'm not getting sued over here. I'm not getting sued for defamation. Not on this day. Not today. All right. So, uh, moving abroad, which I usually don't talk about uh, international stuff because. Um, I feel like there's so much happening in the U.S. and I also don't know anything about international laws in other countries um but it feels you know worth noting because it's what everyone's talking about too is that in italy the the brothers of italy party won the most votes in the national election meaning that its leader georgia maloney will likely be the next prime minister um <clears throat> let's see we got a picture of her oh yeah there she is when i first saw her i was like she doesn't look italian because to me a person who's never been to italy I assume everyone looks, talks, and acts like uh, the House of Gucci movie that I watched on an airplane once. She doesn't look like Lady Gaga looked in that movie. What are we doing? 
Uh, all right. So this 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 party has ties to post World War II neo fascism, the Italian social movement. And until Maloney took over this party, the Brothers of Italy, it was really seen as this like far right fringe group. And now it has like won enough to take over the government of the country. Which is wild. And I was reading, I believe in this article, <clears throat> this idea that in Germany after World War II, they did a lot of reckoning with their past. They did a lot of like, wow, that was fucking awful. We need to do away with any relic that has to do with World War II, any way that this could ever happen again in this country, we need to contend with it. Whereas in Italy, this article at least says that Italy has not addressed its fascist roots in the way that Germany has. There are still like Mussolini relics and things on display all over the country. The flag that they use as part of the Brothers of Italy, this like three flames, apparently is has roots in like neo-fascist symbols and the Mussolini Mussolini related symbols. I'm so sorry. I'm not an expert on this topic. Uh, but anyway, so they're talking about how it, Italy has not rejected its fascist past in quite the way that Germany has. And so um, it's a little bit more accepted to be connected to it. Um, and Georgia Maloney, like spoke favorably about Mussolini when she was younger and has since moved away from that. But like, I don't know if that's really what she feels in her heart or if that's just what she did to appeal to a larger base of people. Uh, Tucker Carlson was talking all about her like yesterday or the day before on his show, talking about how she represents good home family values and, and dedication to country. So uh, it's just spooky because, you know, as I've talked about here, my plan is to escape America and go to Europe. But what are you guys doing over there? What are you guys doing? Mussolini's grandkids may be members of her party. Okay. Okay. Fascism never went away. Thank you for the background. Spooky and spooky season is right. Europe not looking safe. You hate to hear it. Come on, you guys. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Tucker Carlson endorsement. Immediate red flag. Sus. Move to Norway. You guys gotta, you guys gotta get your... You guys gotta get your visa process together australia is your plan listen but climate change and large bugs <sighs> fascism is on the rise everywhere it's a mess um let's see was there something else i wanted to say about international there was why did i organize it like this hold on let me move this down uh no all right Hold on. We'll get to more international stuff later. So, uh, in other news, let's see. God, I really fucked up the, the order of these things that I have. Okay, I don't think I have something on this. Um, 
The British, oh no, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, said yesterday, let me take this down, we're not talking about that anymore, said yesterday that the student loan debt, we're back in America, remember, come come with me, we're, we're back, we're back in the USA. Remember student loan debt cancellation, that's happening? So the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office said yesterday that the student loan debt cancellation could co- cost the U.S. about $400 billion over a decade, which is about the same amount that was spent on COVID stimulus checks from Biden's American Rescue Plan. It's a lot of money. So, of course, Republicans are pissed, and this will probably make it a much bigger talking point in the midterm elections now because they have an actual number that they can scream about. Who's texting me? Apple watches are very invasive. So uh, uh, people are mad. People are mad. Republicans will probably scream about $400 billion and how, you know, we're we're taking taxpayer money to to do that and it's not fair blah 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 chuck schumer and elizabeth warren made i think valid points that it is a worthy investment in the middle class people always seem really horrified whenever the government spends huge dollars to help people but doesn't bat an eye when they spend it on like weapons and armed forces for context this will cost 400 billion dollars over 10 years the u.s military spending and defense budget last year was $800 billion for one year. And that's helping who? I mean, yes, of course, national security, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know what I mean. Context. $800 billion for one year for national dispense, dispense, defense spending. $400 billion over the course of 10 years to give what for some people is life-changing amounts of aid in the form of student loan debt forgiveness. Life-changing. Because a lot of people, especially people who have $10,000 or less of student loan debt, are people who did not actually finish their degree. And so they are paying off debts for a degree they do not have that did not raise their income at the amount that a degree is expected to raise your income because they didn't finish it. Which happens for a variety of reasons. People... Don't finish for a variety of reasons, okay? I'm not going to get into all the reasons. If you don't know, Google it or try basic empathy. Think for one second why someone might have a hard time finishing college. Certainly not on purpose, okay? Thank you for the super chat. I never pulled a student loan just because I knew I could never pay it before. I I know, right? It's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, My mentality of it is they're just going to sit there. The debt will always be there. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to try to pay it off, but I'm not going to stress about it. So, not that degrees raise your income that much these days anyway. I know, right? On average, if we look at the stats, they do. But in, in practice and anecdotally, I totally understand your frustration. It certainly does not feel like they do, at least not undergrad degrees. I'll, I'll say my law degree pretty significantly increased my income potential. I will say that. Um, but an undergrad degree, even in pol- political science, which is like not completely fluff, still didn't really do much for me. Um, okay, we're moving international again, going back overseas. The British pound reached an all-time low on Monday. It's worth $1.03, or it was briefly. I think it maybe bounced up to $1.04 or something. It's the lowest it's literally ever been against the dollar. 
Basically, investors are selling their pounds because of huge tax cuts that were announced by the British government on Friday. They are the biggest tax cuts in 40 years. Oh, hey, there's Stuart Rhodes. There he is, that little eye patch motherfucker. Okay, so pound is falling. Biggest tax cut in 40 years. I saw a TikTok of a lady kind of freaking out, and the people in the comments also freaking out who live over in England. Um, some saying that they want to get out of Britain. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, my British friends. We feel your pain. We feel your pain. Uh, fuck the Tories. I don't know what that means. I need to learn more about international laws. So sorry. Been really having my head up my ass for the last six years. Just trying to deal with the fires happening over here. But yeah, Brexit seems like it's not going great. So sorry. So sorry. Tories are the UK Republicans. Thank you for the background. You hate to see it. Hello. Y yes, we did. So sorry for what's happening. The world is on fire. My world's on fire. How about yours? Don't like it that way, though. Name that song. Okay. Does Brexit stand for British exit? Yes. Yes, exit from the EU. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. International support group. Yeah, where are we going? Where are we going? Thank you. Thank you. The iconic song. The iconic song. All right. And here, let's just keep it on the economy for a second. <laughs> the S&P 500 hit its lowest level of the year with its total decline this year at 23%, putting it in bear market territory. Uh, people aren't sure how deep this recession will go, but they are sure we very much are slowing down in terms of the economy. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Here we are. This is the first time that the S&P 500 has had a third straight quarter of losses since, say it with me, 2008. 2008. Worst it's looked since the last recession. Oh, gosh. Just started your IRA, huh? I mean, don't look at it. If you have retirement accounts, don't look at them. Unless you are ready to retire, you don't need to know what's in there. <laughs> you don't need to know. You don't need to know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. People are people are all a, 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 a Twitter on TikTok talking about like how to recession proof yourself. I saw a TikTok the other day from yesterday from a gal who seemed knowledgeable about mortgages saying that like some news, I was it was like CNN or someone was saying like, you should get variable rate mortgages if you're having a hard time finding a house. Variable rate mortgages are what caused the 2008 housing collapse. And we're like back at it again. 
because the housing market is doing a fucking nosedive because it flew too goddamn close to the sun. Yeah, diversify your income. Yada, yada, yada. It's true. It's true. But man, if you are working a nine to five and have children, especially if you're like a single parent or something, like how the fuck do you do that? You know? Have a wealthy parent. Duh, just have a wealthy parent. We done we gone we gone done in Icarus ourselves. Sure enough. We sure did. Get a billionaire to die. I mean, listen. Pretty sure being a sugar baby is not a crime. This is not legal advice. But it is something that I considered once <laughs> before I went to law school. Thank you for the super chat. Variable rate mortgage. How about just burn your paycheck in a trash can every week? Sounds kind of fun. Just stop being poor. Duh. God. Yeah. Finding a good one. My goodness. My goodness. Listen. I feel like this live has gone off the rails. Feeling, I'm feeling goofy today. I'm feeling a little goofy, a little kooky, you know? Let's see. What else we got? What else we got? We got a couple other things. It's almost nine o'clock. Focus, you guys. Um, Hurricane Ian. Moving on to other apocalyptic news. We'll go to the climate corner. Hurricane Ian could hit the Gulf Coast of Florida as early as tomorrow as a Category 4 hurricane with winds of up to 140 miles per hour. I don't wish that on anyone, but it does seem like a little bit of retribution for that time when DeSantis flew a bunch of human beings without their consent to Martha's Vineyard as a fun political joke. The gods are not happy. This has been your spiritual moment. Live with Lija. Uh, I don't even know if this would be put in climate corner, but let's keep it there. NASA successfully hit an asteroid's moon with a rocket. It's the first time humanity has demonstrated the ability to autonomously target and alter the orbit of a celestial object. Here, there's the quote from that. That quote. Thrilling, cool. Basically what you do, you send a rocket, you hit the moon, not the not the not the asteroid itself, but the moon. You push the moon out of orbit, and I guess it moves the whole asteroid just enough. Because when you're like 100 million miles away and you move one inch to the left, the trajectory of that line then is enough to move it out of the, you know, course of hitting the Earth. It is very cool. I wish I was more of a space nerd. Because while reading this, all I could think of was like, okay, but uh, people are starving here on Earth. But also, like, you know, a large asteroid, we're pretty sure, killed the dinosaurs and caused, like, a mass extinction event. So it's not, like, a sci-fi fantasy thing to be prepped for. Just feel like, like, and, and Foresight's really good, but also we've got so many needs on the ground. It's, it's hard for me to reconcile. 
it's hard for me to reconcile. Trying to save the planet from asteroids instead of ourselves. Por que no los dos? You know what I mean? Why not both? Why not both? In other news, I read this interesting opinion piece, um, which I think I was interested in reading. Hold on, let me change this. Because of the Oath Keepers video I just dropped yesterday, which is all about like the insurrection and these people who think that they are justified in taking up taking up arms to like overthrow the transition of power and the democratic process in this country. And they fucking love the second amendment. And there was this interesting article opinion piece. It's an opinion piece. This isn't news. It's an opinion piece, a guest essay in the New York times by Jamie Raskin, Maryland's, uh, Maryland's, uh, hold on. Let me just, God damn it. Okay. Maryland's, uh, representative in the house. And I thought, you know, he made some interesting points about how insurrectionists and other right-wing extremists love to point to the second amendment and say the second amendment says the right to, to take and bear arms, to take up arms. However, he's arguing it's a myth that frustrated citizens have a second amendment right to raise arms against the government because the constitution says in many other places uh, that it really does not like uh, people trying to overthrow the government. He also points out not a single charge has been dismissed by any federal or state court in the more than 900 people charged with crimes tied to January 6th. Not one court has, has thrown out the charges based on the second amendment or any other part of the constitution because no other part of the Constitution actually gives them the right to engage in violent insurrection against the government. The Constitution treats insurrection and rebellion as political dangers, not protected rights. Article 1 gives Congress the power to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. The Guarantee Clause in Article 4 tells the United States to guarantee a Republican form of government to the states and protect them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive against domestic violence. Following Shays' Rebellion, after the Civil War, the 14th Amendment disqualified from public office anyone who had sworn an oath to support the Constitution but then participated in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. But nowhere did the framers of the Second Amendment profess that I the idea, much less embody it in the constitutional text, that the Second Amendment gives you the right to take up arms against the government. Something that might give pause to self-proclaimed originalists and textualists spouting the theory. Nor did the Supreme Court ever hold during the Civil War that the Confederates had a right to overthrow the Union to defeat what they clearly saw as President Abraham Lincoln's tyranny. On the contrary, the Supreme Court has emphasized the federal government's power to enforce the law and quell insurrection. A well-regulated militia means well-regulated by the government, according to the Supreme Court. And in certain situations, raising arms and levying war against the U.S. can be treason under Article 3. And then he, he cites a couple arguments that people make. First, they quote from Patrick Henry of the give me liberty or give me death fame. 
but Patrick Henry was an anti-federalist who opposed the ratification of the Constitution. So they're citing him, a man who was against the Constitution, while saying that they are operating within the rights given to them by the Constitution. The revolutionaries undoubtedly asserted their right as a matter of natural law to overthrow the tyrannical government of the, the British colonialists. But this is completely different from the claim that the American Constitution itself guarantees a right to overthrow the American government. So they love to talk about like, well, our forefathers, when there's literally quotes in the um, in the indictment against Stuart Rhodes and other Oath Keepers, there's a quote of one of them saying like, this is what our forefathers did. Um, and yes, they overthrew a tyrannical government, but not because they were given the right to do so by the laws governing them as a colony. It's absolutely absurd to say that the Second Amendment, the Constitution, gives people the right to overthrow the Constitution. A people can overthrow a government it considers and it is absurd to think that it does so by virtue of that unjust government's own authority. Anyway. I just thought this was an interesting piece and at least an interesting fodder for arguments against the Second Amendment giving people the right to just take up arms and overthrow the government. If you want to do that, okay, we can have that discussion, but don't say that the Constitution gives you the right to do it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Absolutely cuckoo bananas. Oh my gosh. Thank you, my child. Oh, we got a super chat. Hold on. Let me scroll up. Let me find it. Thank you for the super chat. Yes. Good. We keep it. We got to keep the energy somewhere here. <laughs> Being an asshole is in part a protected constitutional right. Unfortunately, the First Amendment does protect your right to be an asshole to a certain extent. Yes. That's right. It's fun. It's a fun time to hear people who kept slaves complain about tyranny. What an interesting. Yeah, I don't know if we should allow that discussion, but I'm just saying, like, let's not cite to the Constitution if we're going to say let's overthrow anything. Anyway. How did this? I mean. The, the mental gymnastics for Stuart Rhodes to have gone to Yale Law School and come out the other side doing what he's doing is interesting. We'll say interesting. That old Constitution Karen. All right. Uh, we're moving on to the consumption corner. A little lighter, kind of. Um, there's apparently a new CIA podcast. That's right. The CIA has dropped a podcast called The Langley Files, um, where they're kind of telling their own side of the story, things like the Bay of Pigs and shit, and are trying to, like, restore trust in the public. Some people are calling it propaganda because they're, like, kind of glossing over some uh, some pretty shitty things that they did. And I would probably tend to agree. I feel like a podcast isn't really going to cut it. My friends, if you're trying to restore trust, appeal to the millennials through our podcast addiction, I don't think that's the way. I don't think that's it. 
I don't think that's it. And then also in Consumption Corner, I guess, I watched this TikTok of Kim Kardashian jumping up the stairs at Milan Fashion Week because her dress was so tight she couldn't walk up them. This isn't news. I wish I didn't care about the Kardashians, but they just never cease to amaze. You know, they just never cease to be a fascinating spectacle. It's just rich people generally. I'm just, I can't, it's like watching a fucking car wreck you can't look away from. You know what I mean? I just can't stop watching. People are starving, you know what I mean? Fascists are taking over. She's having a nice time. Good for her, you know? That's nice for her. Glad she's enjoying herself at Milan Fashion Week. Yeah, having money to buy an outfit that doesn't function is too rich for me. I agree. I agree. <sighs> That's all I have for you guys. It's 9.08. We got to get back to work. In other news, in my personal life, what do we got? Moira's asleep. Moira, oh, Moira's doing great. She's asleep half on and half on off her bed. Uh, I redid my nails, as we've already commented on. We've got the fall nails going. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I have now officially hired a researcher to help me with my videos. So they're going to be hopefully even better researched. We've got some spooky season videos coming out, which I'm excited about. They're not like super heavy into the law side of things for the most part, but we got one on um, the dead Pope trial where a cadaver was put on trial during the Holy Roman Empire. We've got that. Um, I'm going to go into grave robbing laws, laws about robbing graves. And then also next week, there will be a video getting deep into the Salem witch trials, but not just telling the story, because we've heard the story a lot in various tellings, but mainly looking at the law side of it. Like, what laws did they use to justify the Salem witch trials? You know what I mean? Spectral evidence, etc. We're going to get a little spooky coming up. Not heavy. Dead Pope trial. That's right. It's light. Just some light watching for you guys. Just keeping it happy and fun. I mean light on the law. There's nothing about it that's really like informative about U.S. law. Talking about the dead Pope trial in the, 18 in the 800s of the Holy Roman Empire. But still fun. Still ooky spooky. All right. Um, also, uh, if you've been here for a while, you'll know I've been having some like minor health issues, just feeling exhausted all the time. Can't stop gaining weight. I've been curious about what's wrong with me. I finally got my test results back yesterday and I'm going into a whole like treatment plan. I'm not going to talk about it on here because it's 910 and you guys need to get back to work. Thank you for the super chat, which is five ever indeed. But if you want more info on like what I'm going through with like hormones and all that 
stuff, uh, you follow me over on Instagram because I'll talk about it there. Um, don't do the TLDR of a video that's about to come out of mine on my own live stream. What are you doing? All right. Yes, it's time for working or don't. Or don't. Just take a nap instead. All right. Everyone have a lovely day. Lovely Tuesday. Um, If everything goes to plan, which, fuck, sometimes it doesn't, and I'm sorry. um, I should have an edited video tomorrow morning. Um, And I'm going to be doing a handful of edited videos for the next week. And then after next week, I should have my shit together enough that... It will be live stream every day of the week at 8.30 a.m. Except for Wednesday mornings, there will be an edited video on Wednesday mornings at 8.30 a.m. That is the plan that should take effect after next week. Thank you for your patience as I settle in to this new routine. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to deliver to you things that you can kind of expect to happen every day. But as just being a human being, it's kind of hard to stay on track all the time. So. Thanks for sticking in there and hanging out and coming around and spending time with me. All right. I hope you have a lovely Tuesday and um, come back tomorrow morning for an edited video. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.